us a rock test, 8 o'clock. In my Gucci coat test, 8 o'clock. This is... Boys Up Fantasy. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Ice Up Fantasy. We have a very special episode today. We have a new guest by the name of Steve Alfaro, who is a Raiders insider. And we're trying to expand our fan base now. And we're trying to touch bases all across the coast, from the west to the east to the middle west, and now Las Vegas Raiders. Welcome in, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And of course, we have our co-host. Brick Rock here in the building. You know what it is. Hell yeah. And as I just mentioned, we're going to be talking a lot about the Raiders. And I just want to kick it off, man. I'm excited. The Raiders, they have a really, really easy matchup before they go into a tough, tough ending towards their schedule. So let's just start it off first with the New York Jets against the Raiders. Steve, are the Raiders pretenders or contenders heading into week 13? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm going to look at it a little bit on a, on a broader scale. Um, as far as this week is, you know, involved, um, this is definitely a matchup that, I, you know, we're favored in. Um, we should win this one. As far as the season goes, I would love to say that we're contenders, but this is definitely a building season. I think we're ahead of schedule by a year, in my opinion. I would have to say, you know, we're, we could be playoff bound, but as far as being a contender for the Super Bowl, I'm going to have to say that uh, for the for the time being, it's pretenders for sure. But but let me add into that though. Let me add into that real quick, Jorge. You guys beat the champs though. You know, like. Things are so off for me because, you know, I'm a Bay Area fan still. Yeah, even though they moved to Las Vegas. Sorry to cut you off, Rick. They almost beat the champs twice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But they beat him once, something that the Niners couldn't do in the Super Bowl. Yes. And every time those standings go up of the playoff picture, that one loss, not a lot of NFL fans know, but indeed, as Rick is mentioning, it was the Raiders. Yes, yes. I do agree with you, Steve, that the future, it's within – ahead of year of what they were supposed to be at. And I think everything is just going to fall into place. My only thing that I see with the Raiders is their defense. Their defense is the biggest question mark for me. And But you guys got a dog as a linebacker. Who the hell's number 44? Do you know Do you know the guy's name? Number 44? He was playing for Chicago last year. It's harder to pronounce his last name. It's like Kwiatkowski or something like yes, that. Yeah, yes. let's just call him yeah. Mr. K. Mr. K. Yeah, there yeah. Mr. K, Mr. K, let's go with that. Yeah, that guy is, you know, he's rated as one of the best linebackers right now at his position. So, I mean, I, that was probably the best signing we had this offseason. Besides, obviously, the, the draft picks that we got, I would have to say, I mean, that linebacker has, he's part of the future. He's young, you know? So, we're, we're, we're really excited about that guy. So, sticking with week 13, do you think the Raiders are going to deja vu again and choke i mean i'm sorry to say but against the atlanta falcons it was a given game everybody had the raiders winning they were favored by three and they got their ass handed to they killed my parlay true, bro yeah, they I'm... killed my parlay that i had in vegas damn <laughs> it's true you know they, they threw up a stinker on that one um you know they, they you can call it a trap game i don't think you're gonna go back to back on a trap game like that especially against a team like the jets i mean they're so mad they're such a big mess i mean they don't know what they're going to do, you know, from week to week. So, you know, they don't even know if Adam Gase is going to be there, you know, on a weekly basis. So fortunately for us, 
I feel even if we were to, you know, not have guys like uh, Josh Jacobs in the game, I think that Booker uh, has shown enough where he can run over, you know, one of the worst defenses in the league, you know? I mean, at this point, I feel anybody can. Um, I don't think the Raiders are going to throw up another stinker like that. Um, that that was something, you know, that was probably one of the most pathetic games I've seen in a long time, um, not being able to even drive down the field on an Atlanta defense. So I definitely think this is a W for us. Um, I think we are able to get refocused and come into this week, and I think we're going to beat their ass, to tell you the truth. Hey, I like your confidence, and also – I like how you brought up the Josh Jacobs injury. For all you NFL fans that don't know what's going on, Josh Jacobs was officially ruled out as today, Friday, with an ankle injury. And as Steve just mentioned, Devin Booker, he could pick up the slack behind that decent offensive line. I wouldn't say it's a bad offensive line. So what are your expectations for this game for Devin Booker and the rest of the running back crew? Well, you know, we're getting uh, Colton Miller back, which is huge for us because, um, I mean, he's one of the studs on our, our offensive line. Having guys like Alec Ingold come back, who's our fullback, he's a huge part of our, our offense. Um, it's just like having another lineman out there. So I think if they're going to uh, be able to open up some big holes for this guy. Uh, Denzel Good has, you know, been the stud offensive lineman, you know, nobody saw coming into this year. I mean, he's been on the Raiders already for the past couple seasons. So uh, for him to step up the way he has, unfortunately, we lost incognito. But um, that that offensive line on a week-to-week basis, besides the Atlanta Falcons game, has been, you know, they've been sturdy. They've been consistent. So I'm I'm proud of that offensive line. And I just want to think a little bit ahead of the schedule. What is your prediction for the final record for the Raiders this year? I actually did my homework on this. I wanted to to study all the contenders that are currently within the playoff race. As far as the Raiders go, um, we have, what, five games left. We got the Jets, the Colts, Chargers, Dolphins, and Broncos. I definitely think the Jets is a W. Uh, The Colts is going to be a tough game. I mean, the Colts can beat anybody just like the Raiders can. So it's up to, you know, Derek Carr on that offense to get that ball rolling against either one of these five teams we could beat. Unfortunately, we already have Mahomes in the damn AFC West, and now we got to deal with Justin Herbert. Scary stuff, man. So um, that could be a toss-up. Dolphins are playing way above, you know, what anybody expected this year. Even even when they changed, you know, halfway through. You got to shout out Brian Flores, uh, man. That dude has turned that culture, the franchise around, like rapid fire. True, true. And the Broncos are a mess. I think we can we could beat them. So all in all, I think the Raiders have a potential at best to go ten and six. That's if we were to beat the Colts, I believe. If we don't beat the Colts, I think we're sitting at nine and seven. With a 9-7 and seven record, we got a lot of competition in the AFC. We got uh, the Dolphins, who are also sitting at 7-4. Um, after I reviewed their schedule, I, I predict the Dolphins to also go 9-7. and seven. The Browns are sitting at 8-3 and three right now. I think that the Browns have a somewhat of a difficult schedule because they, they play the Titans, the Ravens, and the Steelers. But they also have to go up against uh, both New York teams, so the Giants and Jets. I think they can win those games. If they do that, they're, they're sitting at 10-6. and six. The Colts are another contender. Um, I think that the, they're going to go 10-6. and six. And the Ravens, I think, are going to win out. I think the Ravens' schedule is the easiest by far out of any of the contenders. They got the Cowboys this week. They got the Browns after that, the Jaguars, the Giants, and then the Bengals. I mean, I can wow. definitely see. Wow. Yeah, the Ravens That's are crazy. Gonna, so, so even though the Ravens are sitting out of the playoff picture right now, I think they're going to go 11-5 and five and shoot up to about the fourth or fifth seed. Now – with all the other teams I spoke about a moment ago, 
it all kind of depends on who beats who. So the Raiders can either get the seventh seed or we're going to miss out on the playoffs. But I don't think we're going to get above the seventh seed. Leading into that, Steve, I have a very interesting question for you because we all know Derek Carr's play. So my question to you is if indeed the Raiders clinch the seventh playoff seed, which is new, it's a new system this year that they're testing out, what are your expectations for Derek Carr? Do you actually think he could focus on the playoffs and carry the Raiders deep into the playoffs? That's a tricky question because, I mean, as I feel we're all aware, even whether you're a Raider fan or not, just, you know, watching other analysts talk about it as well, the Raiders have the potential to beat anybody. I mean, we've beaten the Chiefs. We pushed the Chiefs to the brink of another loss or another win for us uh, just a few weeks ago. So we're capable of beating anybody. But the playoffs is like a gauntlet. There's no uh, second chances. If we were to get the seventh seed, Doing the math, the first seed would probably be either the Chiefs or the Steelers. So that means um, we'd probably be playing whoever doesn't get the first seed. I'm assuming you're pulling for the Chiefs. To tell you the truth, yeah, because the Steelers are pretty scary right now. You know, um, I, I know we can beat the Chiefs, but we haven't played the Steelers and we're not familiar with them. So that would be a huge obstacle for us to overcome. Just knowing the lack of experience we have um, as, a, as a unit. Um, the Chiefs we can beat. That's a, you know, inner uh, division team. You know, I mean, even the Broncos of the last week of the week can beat the Raiders. Anybody, their own division can definitely, on any given week, they can win, you know, any given Sunday. We, we so, saw uh, that with the Niners this last week against the Rams. Yeah, look at that. I mean, complete upset. So, um, say, I would, I would rather play the Chiefs, but to tell you the truth, even if we were to get past the wild card round, I think it'd be pretty difficult for the Raiders to make a deep run. I think that this is the third year Derek Carr's been under John Gruden. He's got John Gruden's system down to a T now, I feel like. I guess talent sometimes would be the issue. Henry Ruggs is a great player, but as far as, you know, separation sometimes, it's a little it's a little worrisome because he's not burning everybody like we expected to. The Raiders are built on the run game, you know? If Josh Jacobs and that offensive line can get healthy, yeah, I think we can definitely beat any team on a weekly basis. But to make it to the Super Bowl... I'm just not sold on the team we have at this very moment because of what Ricardo said earlier. That defense has way too many holes. We are able to get pressure on the quarterback, but that isn't turning into sacks. It doesn't matter how much pressure you get on the quarterback. If you know, you're not making a play, you know, they're eventually going to, the other team's going to make a play. Yeah. As far as that goes, that's why when you ask your first question, are they contenders or pretenders? It's not that I don't think they're capable of getting to the Super Bowl. I just wouldn't bet on it. I actually agree also with that, Steve. Um, I'm a little bit worrisome with Carr, you know, because the way that he's inconsistent, it's been like that since he's been in the league. And you're right. You know, one of the things that I do give the Raiders right now, they did a complete 360 when Gruden came in and when the uh, Mayock, right, the, the general manager, they changed the culture of the whole team. Yes, the whole Antonio Brown deal, blah, 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 the whole soap opera with that, like, you know, that, that can kick rocks. We're talking about what they have right now. And like you stated, you know, earlier, they are a power running team. And that's the best way, number one, to win your division, and number two, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. If you don't fix and change your team's culture, to that, it's just like I'm talking about because of what I seen with the 49ers. 
we were building to beat Seattle. And it's the same thing with the Raiders because, like you said, divisional games are the toughest games because it can go either way, heads or tails. You never know any given Sunday. This is Boys Up Fantasy. So interesting question I actually have that I left out. Can you explain to me what the Raiders did to Nelson Aguilar? Yes. To have such a stellar, to have such a stellar season because the Eagles fans hate Nelson Aguilar. This guy was Butterfingers. He was like in the front cover of Butterfingers all day. They bashed him out of Philly, and all of a sudden his career has resurrected. This guy has been catching touchdowns, you know, not week in and week out, but on a pretty consistent basis. What's going on with the Raiders and Nelson Aguilar? Well, for Nelson, I think it was just, you know, he definitely needed a change of uh, scenery. Um, playing in Philadelphia is tough. You know, those those fans will eat you up alive. I mean, they they're all want to bench Carson Wentz right now. And, and you know, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny because – Knowing the, the amount of talent they have on that team, they have bigger issues than quarterback, in my opinion. It's really tough to win in Philadelphia and, or to, to, to win over the crowd. Um, and some guys, I think what the fan base did in, in Philadelphia was just they got into Nelson Aguilar's head. And, you know, sometimes as a, you know, professional athletes, you got to have composure, you know. And if you don't, you start making mistakes. I think that was adding up a lot in Philadelphia. He just needed a fresh slate. And the fact that I think Derek Carr trusted him so much in the beginning has just kind of uh, reassured him that, you know, he is an NFL wide receiver and he does belong here. Um, and I'm just proud of uh, what he's done for the team. I'm proud that John Gruden's given him a chance and that Derek Carr trusts him. And uh, now he's flourishing in an offense where he's probably our number one wide receiver, if you think about it. Yeah, man, I'm glad you guys found a good offensive weapon to help, you know, Derek Carr in that offense. And just my final question to close this Raiders segment, do you think John Gruden and Mike Mayock, they make a good team? Do you believe in John Gruden's head coaching? And do you think he should stick around? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, <laughs> looking at the talent that's out there, there's not, you know, it's tough to get good coaches these days, you know. Um, you could always go for those younger guys who are, you know, um, evolving the game, you know, like uh, Sean McVay and that kind of stuff. But those guys, aren't they're not, you know, they're hard to find. Um, John Gruden has won a Super Bowl. He's taken, you know, the Raiders to, you know, AFC championship games. He's got a history of being successful in the NFL. Uh, Mike Mayock, you know, when he got hired, that was a surprise to a lot of people because he has no general manager experience. But, I mean, the guy knows football. I mean, you look at all the picks that he's made and the way that, he was able to, you know, kind of clean house in the beginning. And it rubbed a lot of Raiders fans the wrong way by getting rid of Khalil Mack. And, you know, Amari Cooper, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Raider fans didn't mind getting rid of because the guy just didn't seem like he wanted to be here. But, um, you know, like Ricardo said, John Gruden and Mike Mayock changed what's expected of, of the team, of, of, what's be, of what being a Raider is and what commitment to excellence really is. Um, they're bringing that back and just show, seeing the improvements that we've made over the past few years, I think they're on to something. And I think this train's going to keep on rolling. If you can keep all these guys healthy and Derek Carr can continue to improve, yeah, definitely. I think we got a Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl window coming up. I'm going to piggyback off that. Um, once again, you know, it, it, it's, it's about the players too. The players got to fit your system. And once they made that signing of Trent Brown in free agency a few years ago, 
I knew that was a John Gruden move right there off top because that's what he's known for. He wants the edges to be set. He wants that you know, mountain of a pass blocker, run blocker that's going to run over anybody. And that right there set the tone. And Ruggs, hey, he's still young. And this is this is my sleeper player for next year that you, Steve, is going to be super excited about. Wide receiver, Brian Edwards, a.k.a. Oh, Mini Megatron. Mini, yeah. Mini, because he's small, but not that small. Yeah. He's he, he reminds I'm not going to lie. He, he reminds me of Debo with more of a vertical threat because he can go out there and catch it. He led the uh the NCAA in catches, I believe, was it? Or or yards. Was I think it was yards of South Carolina when you know, and, and then he had a foot injury when he came into the draft and that's why he fell that far and he fell to the Raiders lab. Now, if you really think about that, Aglor, you think about Rocks and Brian Edwards when he has a chance to play, that's gonna be a triple threat. Cardo, I'm glad you brought up Henry Ruggs. What are your thoughts of Henry Ruggs and the Raiders' usage for the first-round pick this year? What are your thoughts, Ricardo? And then, Steve? Um, I think he's, you know what? He, you know, speed doesn't kill like he used to back in the days. Al Davis set the standard to drafting a speedster at the wide receiving position. But I, I think what hurts Ruggs is the fact that he's a little bit smaller. So when you play, when you jam him out the line, he, he can get off, off those jams from the cornerbacks who are bigger than him. I don't think he has adapted to that. But when he gets open, he gets open, like real open. Mm -hmm. he, he has some deep touchdowns there this year. Isn't that right, uh, Steve? You know what it is? He's still, he's still young, you know, and I think he's going to put on a little bit more mass um, because I think what's happening is that – at the line of scrimmage, I think that a lot of these bigger corners that are going up against them are pressing. So, so what they're doing is they're jamming him at the line and Derek Carr doesn't have all day to throw. So, uh, you know, once rugs does get loose, like Ricardo said, it's, it's, it's a touchdown most of the time, you know, but right now he's having trouble just getting off of that line because he's getting out muscled. I think this next off season, he has to work on putting on a little bit more strength so he can break off the line a little quicker um, and kind of shake these guys because he, he does remind me a little bit of Cheetah from Kansas City. You yes, know, uh, yes. Tyreek Hill, yeah, you know, he's an animal. He's got that speed. Henry Ruggs has that speed. Um, Tyreek Hill just, just knows how to use it a lot better because he's more experienced. But Henry Ruggs does have a great, great future um, ahead of him if he continues to just work hard and, you know, and, and do what's asked from the, the coaching staff. I think I think they'll be able to put him in a good position where he's going to have some pretty good seasons. Shout out to Henry Ruggs, though, for real. Here from the ISOT Fantasy Podcast. Hey, hey and Alabama, man. He's an Alabama product, and Alabama wide receivers are always very promising in the NFL. So look out for Henry Ruggs in the near future. As Steve just said, hopefully he adds some weight. He beats people off the line of scrimmage, and – Touchdowns, they're going to be coming soon, 2021. Look out for them. This is Eyes Up Fantasy. Yes, sir. So um, and on a little note, um, I hope you guys picked up Devin Booker um, in your, in, in, off your way with wires. If you didn't, slap yourself. And you know this, man. But, hey, Steve. I see a lot of good things from the Raiders this year, actually, and I hope. I'm actually 
Not going to lie. I'm rooting for them. I want anybody that can smack the Chiefs. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually a fan of them. So, you know what? I'm, I'm hoping you guys get the seventh seed, play the Chiefs, shock the world, make that statement because that's just going to roll off into next season. And then, bada bing, bada boom, y'all going to be contenders next year too. Yes, sir. All right. So now let's move on to our next segment right here, right now. So this is going to be a rapid fire questions for you, Steve. Now, if I was to give you a running back that I think you know a lot, Austin Eckler, would you pick Austin Eckler or Jonathan Taylor? Oh, man. You know, Austin Eckler looked like you know, pretty good last week. <laughs> I think he's gonna he's gonna have another great week this week. I, to tell you the truth, I would rather go with Austin Eckler. That uh, Colts, you know, um, running back group is, um, you know, with now not uh, what's his name, Niall Hines or something like that. That guy's constantly, you know, taking a lot of um, uh, carries or not even just carries, but just catches away from Jonathan Taylor. I would have to definitely go with Austin Eckler on that. I think Austin Eckler is going to finish off really strong in the last couple weeks of fantasy football. Wow, I didn't I didn't see that coming from you because that monster O-line from the Colts, you know, that that can actually carry Jonathan Taylor. But you know what? Hey, you know, I, I see there, there's more of an upside with Eckler. So, yeah, you know, from the PPR standpoint, I can definitely see Eckler being there. But now I'm going to give you another, another of the rapid questions, and this is about two rookie wide receivers from the Bengals, T. Higgins, or from the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson, who would you pick? That's a good one. I actually have T. Higgins in uh, two of my leagues, so um, what? I've been definitely right. Yeah, man, I picked him up, and I got Chase Claypool in both of those leagues. Wow! So I'm definitely yeah, I'm running with these uh, young rookie receivers in my leagues, but I'm doing pretty well. Um, but man, Justin Jefferson, that guy's going off right now. I mean, with Kirk Cousins also just you know throwing all the time now. Uh, Dalvin Cook is just, you know, being able to balance out that offense um, so well that Justin Jefferson is just, you know, a touchdown waiting to happen every week. Um, you know, if, you, if you're talking about this specific week, I'm going to have to go with Justin Jefferson only because Joe Burrow's out. Um, you know, Joe Burrow was on fire, too, and, and T. Higgins was giving me at least 18 points a week. And you know this, but, man! Justin Jefferson, though, man, um, I think that guy is going to be one of the top receivers in the league in a few years, and and so could T. Higgins. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna go on this week, who would I who would I rather take? Just because of the quarterback situation, I would have to go with Justin Jefferson. Great pick. I would actually lean towards that. What about you, Jorge? Which which would you pick? Top of your head. Between T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson. Yes, sir. I mean, that's an easy question, man. Justin Jefferson, haven't you seen him dance in the end zone all year? This guy, <laughs> all he does is score touchdowns. He instantly turned into Kirk Cousins, one of his favorite targets. I shouldn't cut out Adam Thielen because that guy is a red zone threat. But Justin Jefferson, he could always go long, catch the ball, break off a defender, and take it to the house. And I'm excited to watch Justin Jefferson's career unfold because in LSU, he had a killer season right before he entered the draft, and I believe he scored like 13 touchdowns, 1,400 yards. Of course, as Steve just mentioned, though, playing with Joe Burrow, who is now with Cincinnati. So that's actually a really interesting question. I, I like that. 
I actually have another interesting question. This is my rapid fire question for y'all. Let me start it off with Steve because we're we're talking about Raiders. I want to dive into the AFC West. At the end of their careers, who do you think is going to have a better career? Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert? Wow. I did not see that coming. Damn. Damn. Oh, man. I mean, I think I would have to see more of a – a little bit more from Justin uh, Herbert, uh, just, you know, for me to say he's above Mahomes because to tell you the truth, I think Mahomes is probably the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. <laughs> um, he looks like what Aaron Rodgers was when he was young, but like a 2.0 version of him. It's it's crazy how easy Mahomes makes it look on a weekly basis. Take the Raider and Chiefs game the last week when, when the Raiders, or the two couple weeks ago when the Raiders had him against the ropes and we left two minutes on the clock. I think I think Mahomes only needed about forty five seconds to score. So hey, I mean, Niners know a lot about that, so don't feel yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, man. I think you know Justin Herbert. He's capable of running a two minute drill, but um, I think Mahomes only really needs a minute. I, I really do think Mahomes is going to end up being the best quarterback probably to ever play this game. He's going to own all the records by the time, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm going to take Mahomes on that one. Let's not forget though, Mahomes. Look at the team he's in. Look at his head coach and Justin Herbert. Look at the team he's currently in. Look at his head coach. And with Justin Herbert, if you've been keeping tabs on the kid, he's on pace to break almost every single rookie record that was ever made. And Mahomes, he actually set his rookie season and studied behind Alex Smith, who is an excellent game manager. So I think Mahomes was more prepared to take over the NFL and True. Justin Herbert, he's learning it on the spot. So it's really a coin toss. What do you have to say, Ricardo? Who would you take? This is all I got to say about my homes right now. No, God, please, no. Yeah, that's what he did to us in the Super Bowl, to all my Niners fans out there. But um, honestly, uh, right now, of course, Mahomes is ahead. Mahomes is the top quarterback. He will be the top quarterback for the next three years. I think Justin Herbert has a bright, bright future ahead of him they got to get him an offensive minded coach even though he's doing pretty good he has decent weapons um i don't know if they're going to sign mike williams to an extension um they, they did sign the tight end to an extension um their all line is not even that top all line like the raiders the raiders top line is the best in the whole fc west but um yeah my homes for me it's going to be my homes all the way around this is Boys up fantasy okay so now I have my last rapid questions for a special guest, a Raider insider, Steve. You go, man. Who would you rather start, Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz? What you got, man? And dude, Dallas Goddard looks like he's he's definitely taking that position over. You know what? In the past, I've always thought Zach Ertz was definitely one of the top three tight ends with Travis Kelsey. And Gronkowski in there, you know, and, and I'm probably missing somebody else. But um, I always I always thought the, the most of Zacherts because he's helped me out so much in the past seasons of fantasy. But, um, I mean, it's I feel like it's a disappearing act, you know. Goddard's been, you know, controlling that that rock, you know. He got that touchdown from Wentz uh, on Monday Night Football, which kind of screwed me. So um, I'm not the biggest fan of him right now, but um, <laughs> if I was going to go if I was going to go between those two guys, I'd probably go with Goddard. Right. What about you, Jorge? For me, I got to go with what was always good. And what was always good in Philly is Zach Ertz. 
He is super talented. Tight ends coming out of Stanford. They're all across the NFL. And although Dallas Goddard has had a better chemistry as of late with Carson Wentz, we don't even know if Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback next week or even this week. So if we're talking about who would I rather have on my lineup, Zach Ertz, man. That guy's money. He's he's on my pre-rankings for fantasy football. He's in my top 10 rankings. So I'm not leaving my boy out. You know he's been injured for like five games, right? So he, he's not even going to be nowhere near that top 10 ranking. Please, my no. Top. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Ertz, man. Be confident in him and your lineup. Dallas Goddard, since he's been performing better, he he might get that, you know, the attention and coverage, and Zach Ertz is going to sneak around and catch the touchdown, maybe? Well, that's all for Ice Up Fantasy Special Edition Raiders Insider with Steve Alfaro. Please make sure to follow him. Yeah, um, you can fo- you can find me at uh, Mac2AM. Pretty simple. M-A-C-T-A-M, just like 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes, definitely, man. This guy's great. He knows his Raiders stuff. Shout out to Raider Nations. The Raiders. And, hey, I'm excited. I'm Hopefully we'll have Steve in the future, and we'll see if the Raiders ha- could hold up and make the playoffs. A lot of exciting talk also in the future from now. And I'd like to thank my co-host, Rick Rock. Yes, sir. You know, out here, we're actually going to give you and we'll be giving you some free game. To all my Raider Nation fans, hey, you guys got a special team going on with, and you guys' future is really bright. Yes, indeed. So make sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Music. Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at ISO Fantasy Podcast. And we're out. This is... Fantasy!